So we see that uh, adding different cultures in a team are really strengthen the team, but it also comes uh, with challenges. Welcome to the Bold.com Tech Lab podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you, speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bold.com, showing you our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. We're looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here. As always, we have a bunch of ideas to share in this series. This is how we do IT. I'm hosting the show together with Peter Brouwers. My name is Peter Paul van der Beek. We both performed in several roles in IT here at Bold.com. With that background and all the experience that came with it, we're really looking forward to share insights and learnings with you. In this episode, we touch upon a cultural aspect of tech within Bold.com. Intercultural. Over the last couple of years, our international community, especially in IT in Bold.com, grew from 5 in 2014 to 120 in 2019, out of a total of 450 people in tech. As a former Dutch company, you can imagine that this brings a lot of potential, but it had also its challenges. In the week of the 21st of May, the World Day of Cultural Diversity, Bold.com celebrated this with the Cultural Diversity Week. For us, a great occasion to have these topics discussed in our podcast. And for this, we invited three guests. Time to introduce them. So first we have uh, Colette. She's a software engineer in the logistics uh, domain. She's been at Bold.com since 2017. She came over from, uh, U uh, from the US, New York actually. Then we have uh, Mary, a software engineer in the shopping domain. She joined Bold.com in uh, 2014. And with her Greek uh, background, she brings quite a lot of passion uh, into the company. Really like that. Then we have Natalie. She's a team lead in IT at Bold.com since 2018. She came over from another Dutch firm, which is uh, actually from uh, Belgium. Uh, so yeah, it's close to the Netherlands. But from a cultural perspective, it, uh, it differs a, a lot. I've spent myself quite some time in Leuven, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome. Great to have you here. Hi. So, uh, I'm Nathalie, originally uh, coming from Belgium. I live already 24 years in the Netherlands, and my husband is from New York. Uh, I started as a software engineer, and after a few years, I became an IT consultant and an IT team leader. So I have some experience in different uh, national and uh, international uh, companies. Great. And uh, I'm Mary. I came originally from Greece. And six years ago, I wanted to, uh, to open my horizons and uh, see another culture. I chose the Netherlands for, uh, yeah, it seemed different and seemed cool. Why not? But during my one year's master, I did not get to actually really experience the Dutch way of living. So then I started working at Bol.com just for a year. One year became five, and we keep <laughs> counting, so uh, that's for plans. But uh, so far, things are going great. And I'm Colette, also, um, as was mentioned, originally from New York in the U.S. Uh, I was a little bit more familiar with Dutch culture because my mom actually grew up in the Netherlands, and I have quite some extended family here. And about three years ago, I decided I wanted to get to know my roots a bit better, and uh, since then, I've set down some of my own roots here in the Netherlands, and I'm not planning to move to the U.S., back to the U.S., <laughs> anytime soon. Okay. 
Well, great to have you here uh, in, in, the, in the studio. Uh, already a very diverse uh, background in here. This is, this is cool. But first, um, why is it so important to talk about cultural diversity? Yes, we are becoming an increasingly uh, diverse company in uh, Bol.com with over 170 international colleagues from over 40 different countries. So people in IT are more often than years before hired from abroad and all over the world. So we see that uh, adding different cultures in a team are really strengthen the team, but it also comes uh, with challenges. Okay, and, and Mary, you were here already uh, five years ago. Uh, what, what changed since? Oh boy, that was a uh, day and night. Uh, when I, I came here, uh, we were only like five colleagues and uh, I, I started together with other two. I think my first, uh, if it was not for my team, my first week I would have quit. Uh, I was following around, uh, there was two days of introductions in Dutch. I got introduced to many people with ye and ch in their names that I could not parse, unfortunately. And uh, I had a colleague from university, so I told him, I'll follow you around. Don't lose me. I don't understand anything. But uh, after those two days, my team cared a lot for me. They fully understood and they were always looking back. Oh, is Mary following? Did we translate this? Did you get this? Do you need any help? And this is the thing what makes Bol.com, even if it does not fully support internationals, a, a place to be and why I'm fighting, I'm staying here for all these years, because people care and people really want you to be part of it. So things have changed a lot. <laughs> and maybe Colette can say more since she experienced the new part. Yeah, well, that was actually, I had a pretty okay experience, um, probably because Mary was one of the people on my first team. And so she experienced that isolation or maybe like discomfort during her onboarding. And so she was very aware and just careful to make me feel welcome and really went out of her way to make sure that I felt comfortable, even though, yeah, there were a lot of unfamiliar things to me. So like I mentioned, I did have some familiar familiarity with the culture and even with the language but I definitely overestimated my ability to follow along and work in Dutch, which I definitely couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have done um, even if I had tried very, very, very hard that first year, especially. Um, so I think seeing how much of an effect, just the awareness, uh, the awareness piece um, had on another person's experience is one of the reasons why we also want to increase the awareness at Bullpen.com for, uh, yeah, the international situation. Okay, so although uh, internationals are here already five years, it was still important to, 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 create, this, uh, to create this awareness. Yeah. So we learned from your introduction, uh, the onboarding, that's already where it starts. If you do the onboarding in the wrong way, you're going to lose the people uh, anyway. So that's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, okay, the, the, talking about the potential for the, for the teams first to start off. Um, and besides, of course, uh, the bigger group of engineers. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's proven that diversity enriches uh, the success of a company. Teams extended with international uh, cultures become stronger, tend to be more in innovative. 
I get better results and uh, think also more out of the box, uh, thanks to the cultural diversity. So uh, because they have sometimes, very often, in fact, uh, different education, other values, other standards, and uh, being raised differently, that also gives other opinions and other ideas and other perspectives. So that's an added value in a team. Yeah, at a certain point, I was working on a team that involved, I think it was seven of us, and we had five different nationalities. And uh, it was, we're all coming at the same idea from different backgrounds. And the solutions that we came up with were always challenged. They were perhaps completely different from the first solution that was, uh, that was come up with. And yeah, we tended to ask pretty pretty probing questions. And so you can, that was definitely an example of culture, cultural differences at play and cultural diversity and the benefits of it at play. I feel what's interesting is that uh, it requires more work. So it doesn't just flow like you have, uh, many things need to become explicit. You might insult somebody without even knowing you are more aware of yourself and the others. And in the end, because you are invested in it, you put work in it, it, it builds a, a bigger bond. So I think international teams either don't work or work, but it's and more obvious. Better. Exactly, <laughs> because you really worked for it. You want to be part of it. You invested yourself, you exposed yourself. So it does give you a lot when it works. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to try to make it work as well. I also think that because of the uh, because of the awareness that that you you were trying to overcome these differences and you put in the extra offer, do the work walk the extra mile, for example, then you invested. That's what you're what you're saying basically. Uh, yeah. So it's every every time I say something, somebody else from a different culture might perceive something totally different. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to judge or to disregard, oh, this behavior means that in my mind. Mm -hmm. So that happens even if you're in the same culture and raised in different families, for example. But because you're from different cultures, you're more aware of it that, hey, that might be something different. Maybe I should not jump to a conclusion that you're doing this. Maybe I should just ask. So we did an intercultural training and the you can never anticipate everything. Interpretation and judgment is how we, we work as humans and survive. But withholding judgment, having an open mind that, hey, give the benefit of the doubt, that's very important for teams, for personal life, for, for anything. Yeah. But, but also hear a little bit, see if this, this uh, uh, is also so according to your experience, is that even when you put people of the same nationality in a team, you do a lot because implicit and you expect them to behave the same. But it's not actually true because they also have a different upbringing, stuff like that. And in a team of international, you're already, at least if you're aware, are uh, making explicit that there can be differences. So you're working towards and you're trying to resolve the influences more explicit and you're actually better bonding and uh, less uh, assuming, basically. Is that yes. also in your experience? That's what I believe, but maybe uh, Natalie as a manager has more uh, <laughs> in-depth uh, observations. Yeah, sure. That, that's true because we are more aware that we are have a def different education and we're coming, becoming from another culture. We are more aware and we also put, uh, in fact, all the strengths together to collaborate uh, better and sooner because we have to have some... Uh, 
you have to do the effort to make a good collaboration collaboration in a team. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, let, let, let's talk about uh, first uh, also the practical stuff. Hey? Uh, 2014 when uh, Mary joined Bull.com, a lot of things were uh, still, I think, in Dutch user stories, uh, documentation, uh, internal company, uh, communication, but also the team meetings, uh, presentations over there. Um, how, how did that go from uh, step by step? Uh? Yeah, what we see uh, a few years ago, there was in fact nothing uh, in English. Huh? And uh, we see now that at Bolpen.com a huge uh, progress is made uh, from being completely Dutch to uh, becoming more and more English uh, communication. So we have the workplace posts, we have the flyers in the toilets, we have the TV screens. We are now in two languages. Events uh, announcements are also now uh, by a translator. So we see that uh, things are getting more and more in English. And uh, English is also getting more familiar to Bob.com and being used. But we are not there yet. Because, the language uh, is the first step, right? Exactly. But, yeah. Because we see that there is also a lot of uh, uh, things which are not uh, yet in, uh, in English. That's like the trainings or emails are sometimes uh, still in Dutch. Uh, documentation uh, is um, is still most of the time in uh, Dutch, even uh, even uh, in, if it's IT. And there we see still we have to make some to make some steps there to get there. Yeah. Okay. So and next to the language, what what are um, maybe some more uh, difficult subjects to tackle? Uh, what can you share about that? Uh, I think uh, for me the culture was uh, a big step and the work environment culture. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was getting along with the Dutch people pretty well. But uh, when I first started at Bull.com, I came from an environment where people are like, my parents' question was, did you get paid? Okay. <laughs> It was not, is your job at your standards? Is this like the minimum? There are people that uh, they don't get paid for a few months, for example. So in the beginning, I had uh, an, uh, an attitude of I should be happy I have a job. And I was not trying to make an inconvenience of anybody. So I was not asking people to translate for me. And then the team was like, no, you're a valuable part of, of, of the team. You need to be up to speed because we are losing if you're not part of it. Mm -hmm. And that was a switch that had to change for me. And it took a, a, a very nurturing team to do that, to understand that I'm valuable And for bold.com, and I need the more I'm included, the more I can give back. Otherwise, I'm just, uh, I don't know, reading and translation and coding. So that was for me very, very, um, the most, the, the biggest cultural step. Okay. Yeah, so feeling included, that's, uh, yeah, asking, that's really important. I think asking for it. Yeah. That was something that uh, I was not going to. Do and yeah. that changed drastically after working here for a few years. Yeah, my experience was uh, I, I had a little bit of that experience too at first, where I was like, "Oh, I should just be grateful I'm working here and um, sort of take what I can get in a sense." But the longer I've been here, the more I've realized that um, yeah, you kind of have to to ask for something in order to get it, and in a lot of cases. Just asking is as far as you need to go, right? You just need to point out to someone, hey, can you please from now on do this? And most of the time, it's not a negotiation. It's not a question. It's like a, people are very, very 
happy to help you out and happy to be accommodating. Okay, and what other initiatives do we have? Uh, because asking is is uh, something that's when you're not in this in the Dutch culture, you you have to step up and and do it, and sometimes you're maybe not that uh, confident to do. What other initiatives do we have to yeah uh, to achieve the include? Yes, yes. Um, there are at Bolpencom already a few other initiatives started uh, to become a more diverse intercultural company. And uh, more specific, uh, a few mo- at least one year ago, there was uh, an international work group uh, started at Bolpencom, and it's a mix of Dutch people and international people. And together with HR and recruitment, uh, we focus on more awareness in the company. Uh, we also want to uh, give a better landing and onboarding at Bolpencom and in the Netherlands for all those internationals and also uh, to have a community where people can meet and learn from each other. And uh, so, in fact, those uh, kind of initiatives, we really want that the, that, uh, the Dutch people and the international people at uh, Bolpencom really feel connected to get better, better collaboration, strengthen the team, um, things like that. Okay, and I heard something about the International Good Luck Pot Dinner. <laughs> what was that about? Who was that? Were, uh, Mary, I think you were attending or not? Good Luck Pot Dinner. I don't know, Potluck Dinner, which I also oh, did not know as a term. <laughs> <laughs> I did not I know bet. it either. I did not know either. When they told me, let's make a Potluck Dinner, I was like, what is that? So uh, what we did, I was there on the first, not the subsequent ones. It was a fleet dinner at that point. We had multiple cultures, so everybody prepared some food. We used uh, the kitchen, uh, well, kitchen staff was helping us. And uh, we made a a big dinner with Brazilian food, Greek food, (coughs) Turkish food, Romanian food, Dutch food, Dutch pancakes, of course. Yes. And uh, (laughs) a few others that I don't remember. But we had lots of fun in the kitchen and the food was delicious. Can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that uh, Ellen, our uh, HR director, uh, she talked about inclusion on on workplace, and she received many um, uh, thumbs up. Why was this so important? Yeah, that was Ellen made indeed a, a, a statement there. Uh, we see out of the surveys that language is the biggest dissatisfier of international people at Bolpencom. And even if internationals have an, a translator at uh, trainings or and headphones, uh, they still feel excluded. And the reason why this was an important statement was because it was all about being inclusive. Uh, inclusion. And then uh, for talking more English more often so everybody feels included at all times at Bolpencom. So communication, uh, talking the same language in the beginning is in fact the beginning of connecting people. And that's why it's good that she said, uh, like, hey, um, more and more internationals are joining Bolp.com, so let's at least try to speak the same language, that that, that everything uh, get better and that the international people feel included and not excluded by having headphones or something else. Yeah, I think that's actually a really big step because um, Bolp.com has made steps to include internationals in the group uh, up until now, it has been usually having where the internationals have headphones, the live translation from Dutch into English, which is great. It's like, you know, it's definitely filling in the gap there for people who maybe didn't prepare their presentation in English to begin with. 
However, I can think back to several instances where I was sitting with international colleagues who all have their headsets on. And there definitely is that moment where you feel out of place. You're like wearing something that makes you, that marks you as different from your colleagues. So just making, like taking that barrier away, taking that marker away from the internationals is a huge step towards making them, making us feel more like just, yeah, every, every other employee. Are there other things, other things that that you also experience in the same way, like like this example Colette just gave, Are you feeling that you're standing apart from the rest, or think of something? That that uh, I think that is you do feel that you do feel that often when you are going out of IT, especially. Mm -hmm. Because either you're the only person that needs to say, hey, can you switch to English for me? Yeah. And it's not fair for the person that prepared the presentation in Dutch that suddenly they have to change. But uh, because presenting is already a step for many people. Yeah. Asking them to change the language in, on the fly, that's also quite a big step. I know right now that if you ask me to present something in Greek, I cannot anymore. Okay. Uh, it will take me longer because I'm used to doing it in English. So um, I, sometimes I feel I, I am an inconvenience <laughs> to the people around me. Uh, and that's not a nice feeling to have. It's not marked by anything, no. but uh, it's there. Okay. So uh, it gets better if you have somebody else with you. Yeah, of then course. Yeah. <laughs> at least we are two inconveniences. Shared, yeah. And shared feeling, basically, yeah. which, which gives a sense of comfort. But is there uh, something in, in particular uh, that that other people in the meeting could do to address it or lower the barriers, stuff like that? That 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 comes to mind. Uh, I think from both sides, uh, from internationals to explain at that moment that this is not about. I just want to understand what you're talking about. I'm not here to judge no, yeah, your yeah, English. Yeah. Saying a Dutch word. It's fine uh, if it's part of a sentence. I might still get the concept, or uh, somebody else can can shout what it means. We are learning that as well. Exactly. Maybe I even know it. Mm -hmm. uh, but trying to take, I think, the pressure out of it that I don't feel that I'm doing something so bad for you, uh, yeah. but also that uh, you also feel okay to to include me. That mm -hmm. I'm not forcing you. It, it's good for both of us. So uh, either by uh, English courses to make f people feel more yeah. comfortable uh, with each other. It doesn't even have to be by uh, somebody else, just practicing. But I think take the, the burden off, I have to speak English out of it. I'm not a, na a native speaker. Uh, probably you can compare my English to Colette's. This mm. doesn't compare. <laughs> I make mistakes. We, we call it European English. It's European the Eng English. Yes. <laughs> so I also speak European Dutch. My Romanian colleague understands me better than my Dutch colleagues yeah, because course. we make, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she knows the mistakes that I'm making. Yeah. So uh, that's what I mean. Take the pressure out. This is only a means of communication. We need to understand each other. When I moved to the Netherlands for the first six months, it took a big, big effort for me to speak English. And I had mm -hmm. to speak English constantly, of course. My English has deteriorated through since I moved here, but my communication capacity has increased. 
Okay. I might speak worse English than before, but I can have a conversation without thinking five minutes if I should use should have or should have done or I don't know, something grammatically correct. Okay. So I think taking that pressure off might actually help. Yeah, so focusing on trying to get the message across instead of on grammar and using the proper verbs and yeah. stuff like that. Yes. And that's what Ellen was what Ellen said it was important. It's not about speaking English, it's about including each other the same way that I can understand if you say five words in Dutch or try to understand or Google it for that matter. Mm, exactly. If that's so important, hey, let me Google it quickly. It can do miracles sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and, sure. it, and, it's, and it starts with, with that awareness already because uh, as a small confession myself as well that uh, I used to ask the question when we started the meeting and, and uh, one in the room was non-Dutch, asked the question, okay, shall we do this in English? And I thought I was really polite by doing it, uh, asking that question. But uh, now I know from that person that it, from that moment on, you already feel ex excluded by having this question on the table. That was a really uh, yeah, uh, great awareness for, for myself. But on the other hand, we also have a stand-up with one uh, colleague with, which is uh, exercising his, his Dutch, and he wants to have it in Dutch. So it's also yeah, being yeah. aware of what's, what's going on and what do we want to achieve with each other. So it's, uh, yeah, and, and that maybe tends uh, on, on the, what, what you already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, it has to do with this um, um, yeah, being aware, uh, getting to know each other better, what do you want to achieve, etc., etc. Yeah. Yeah, making things explicit. So for the stand-up you want to do, practice Dutch. Yeah. For a lot of other meetings where, where you don't have, uh, uh, let's say, an, ex an agreement in place yet, yeah, you just talk English. Yes. Yeah. I think that this no. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One other question about the Dutch culture. We, in, in, in the Netherlands we tend to be very direct. Uh, the directness of the Dutch is uh, uh, known. Uh, <laughs> and we have a, a video online uh, in which colleagues of our of ours share their experience with moving uh, uh, into the Netherlands. And one of those colleagues says, okay, as a software programmer, um, you are already direct by nature. Not sure if that's totally true. Uh, how do you, you perceive the, the directness and did you how did you manage that aspect of the culture? I have to laugh because I'm from Belgium and uh, luckily I live here already 24 years. Uh, but I remember when I came here uh, when I was a young little woman and I was one one only girl with 40 men uh, in the training for software engineer. So I remember the day that I stepped into that room uh, searching for a girl. Where is a the girl? There was no girl. So I had to deal with all those uh, men. And coming from Belgium with dealing with all uh, IT persons uh, in uh, from Dutch, so I learned a lot. In a few weeks, I had to be very assertive and uh, they are very direct, very open. And in the beginning, the first week, I was like, what is going on here? Because I was very shy and timid. And uh, also, yeah, I was a Belgian little girl, of a young woman. So, so the first weeks, months are really changed already a lot because you have to, you just have to adapt to the, to the, to the Dutch uh, culture, to, to, to you manage to stand because otherwise you are trapped over or fell over. Or so I learned a lot the first uh, months, and now I changed a lot, and I cannot even work in Belgium anymore because uh, I am so uh, <laughs> Dutch <laughs> already. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah. And what about you? Uh, for me, I have uh, conflicting experiences. So mm -hmm. I am a very direct person. <clears throat> 
also for Greek standards, I'm a very direct person. So I thought, oh, great, I'm going to fit right in. But I am direct with more or less everything. And what I've learned uh, in uh, cultural training, uh, and that my directness was not always going well. So I got the feedback, we cannot speak back to you, that we don't feel comfortable with this. And in the, uh, in the training, we were plotting ourselves. And Dutch culture and myself, I'm very dire uh, direct, but I'm also very expressing on my feelings. So the combination of directness and feelings does not always land well in the Dutch culture. It's like, whoa! Uh, what's happening here? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. So all this passion that you mentioned earlier yeah. can be a bit uh, overwhelming. On the other hand, I've also experienced uh, like when you feel vulnerable sometimes, the Dutch directness can hurt, yeah. even if it does not have bad intentions. So as a, a young, uh, new bold.comer, uh, I had to join a scrum of scrums. So every representative from every team was going to be there, and I was the only English speaker. So uh, my scrum, I was filling in from the scrum master, and when I joined, then a colleague among the other 40 was like, oh, you're there, we're here, we have to speak in English now. Which was, a, I it was an honest feeling, but at that moment, because I was so vulnerable and feeling, okay, I'm, I'm representing my team, 40 colleagues, I don't know. It felt really bad. And then somebody else, a man at that point was like, you can also speak Greek if you want. <laughs> and that kind of softened it. But if it was not that comment to, to, for a comeback, I would have never spoken back. So maybe sometimes when you're vulnerable, the directness can also hurt other direct people. Yeah. And it's good that someone has your back then, like Mano did here, yeah. that yeah. they give a comment back instead of you or what happened just. It, it took the edge off. Yeah, exactly. That is, is ah, okay, that's, it, it, it made it calmer. Yeah, it's definitely taken me as an American. Americans are, I mean, famously indirect and overly optimistic and positive about things. So it took me like uh, quite a while to realize that there's a difference between being direct and being mean. Because at first I thought everything that I was hearing that was just a direct comment was just like so mean. Um, and once I understood that the point of being direct wasn't, yeah, they weren't trying to be mean. They were trying to be helpful actually. And once I understood that that intention behind it, it completely changed for me how I viewed directness, at least. Okay. So that's uh, also another aspect of culture to, uh, to take into account. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, so we had this International Week. Um, uh, we're, we're creating awareness. Um, to summarize for our listeners, um, can you share your most important takeaway with us? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, in a, in a company like, uh, for instance, Bob.com, where we see that the, the internationals are growing, lots of, lots of uh, different cultures are coming. Um, and we, as we see that it comes with struggles, it has pro and cons. But the only thing, uh, the only takeaway I can give is that every change uh, starts with yourself. And if you're working uh, close with uh, international colleagues, uh, be aware that he or she is coming from another culture, from another country, having another language, uh, speaks differently. So uh, the only thing I can say is help him or her to become uh, 
to have a smooth landing and onboarding in the company because um, you have to collaborate anyway. So um, it's start that every change starts with yourself. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, for cultural perspective, I would say that withhold judgment, no matter what you see. But from a personal perspective, uh, I would fight for what you believe in. People took me in and helped me be part of Ball.com, and it's a great place to be. So I feel it's my responsibility to do that for the, the new people that are coming in. So it's, it's take and give back for, for everything. And if you really believe in it, you might have to fight for it. Sometimes it gets demotivating. But in the end, the intercultural day showed me how many people were actually so excited to help. that It makes it all worth it. Yeah, and I think that so far we've focused on a lot of maybe personal stories of struggle and how we, uh, challenges that we've faced coming here. But ultimately, all of this is really, like I wouldn't still be here, here in the Netherlands that is, if it weren't also really fun and enriching. Um, we touched on it a little bit before, but there's so much potential in each, on a personal level for everyone to really grow Um professionally and personally from being exposed to different cultures and asking why and being a little bit more curious about where another colleague is coming from um, and kind of everything that's underneath that as well. Wow. That reminds me, uh, I had a, a chat with Daniel when I was pursuing this whole international thing, uh, our previous CEO. And uh, we've never talked before, so I also came a bit strong, and we had to, to balance. And at some point he said, yeah, we cannot facilitate in English stuff because we will lose our culture. I was like, really? Do you really think I am threatening the culture? I chose from the whole world to come and work at Vol.com, at yeah. a Dutch company. I could still, for example, work in another company that facilitates internationals. Because I like that culture with English, including with English language, I want to involve the people to be part of the culture, not be on the side. But I'm one of the, the biggest advocates of the culture. So I think that talks for more internationals. I think that's what Colette and we are still yeah. here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and with you uh, many other uh, internationals as well. Yeah. yeah, so thanks Mary, Colette and Natalie for sharing your stories with us. Uh, also, for me personally, it's it's really uh, helpful to get this this insights again. Uh, I'm not sure how the, the the feeling I got on this table comes comes across on on a, on a podcast like this. But yeah, if you're here at the table, you can really feel it the the, the passion you're uh, you're about it, but also the the willingness to 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 um, to share the word that it's about the open mind uh, and and withholding judgment. It, it's really important. So I hope you enjoyed uh, this, this uh, as much as we did um, and that you're willing to come back uh, on another occasion. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks. <clears throat> and to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, check some of the others and subscribe to our feed. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun. Thank you.